Hey everybody, welcome back to Mind Over Matter, episode 29. We got the opportunity to speak to a multilingual man living in Belarus, wherever the hell that is. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, it was great. It was great conversation, Kev. You want to talk about it a little bit, man? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got Ilian on. He's from Belarus. I had to look that up where that was, and if it was a country or anything about it. But no, he was really cool about it, and we got uh, into some cool subjects, so... He cut out a little bit, but we tried to keep the conversation going and really make something happen. So enjoy episode 29, episode big 30 coming up. So catch y'all later. All right, everybody. Welcome on back. Mind over matter. We are inching towards episode 30 here, Kev, aren't we? I think it's 29. I think this is 29. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So very excited. Me and Kevin had some stuff in the works before this podcast, so our business is going well, and now we're going right into a podcast, so couldn't be more excited. So, Kev, you want to just talk a little bit? How you doing? Yeah, no, I'm feeling? just super pumped, uh, excited about this episode. So like Trevor said, we got a lot of business stuff coming in the works, so trying to balance everything that we're doing and keep the show rolling. And uh, if you were curious, yeah, that's why Trevor is in a nice polo shirt. Hey, yeah, yeah, people, not in the bro. sweats. I'm not in the sweatshirt today. Yeah, hey. yeah. So, <laughs> no, we got a lot of big stuff coming, and I'm uh, excited to get into this. So. Yeah, so uh, today we have, I hope I don't mess it up. Is it Ilian? It is. Bang. Bang. So today we got Ilian. Ran into him in a Discord chat, the real ones. I'll post the link down below if you feel like joining. Um, just... Out of nowhere, ran into him. He said he's from France. So why not just hop on and just start talking? He's called himself the baguette copywriter. Figured that's oui, uh oui. Yeah, that's that's funny enough for me to get him on the podcast. So <laughs> he hit me up and now we're gonna talk a little bit. But uh, Ilya, wanna just go in a little bit, who you are, where you're from? Okay, so uh right now I'm based in Minsk, Belarus. So Kevin now knows where Belarus is. <laughs> Uh, I hope you will <laughs> at the end of the episode. So, as you've said, I'm from France, although that's a little bit of a stretch because um, I'm literally from everywhere. Like, my mother is Russian, although she's not really Russian. My uh, father is from France, but his grandfather is from fucking Brazil. So, yeah, I'm... <laughs> A mishmash. Yeah, you are the classic European over there, huh? Just throw it all together. Well, to be honest, I look the most European you you can get. So, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you look really European. If I had to kind of picture one. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's no non-European things in in my family. So, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, you look no, good. Yeah. You look good. Before this <laughs> show, yeah, we were talking. I asked him where he's from. He says he's living in Belarus right now. I'm like, well, I didn't know. I didn't honestly. I didn't know if that was a country or a city. But I looked it up. So what do we get, bro? Tell the crowd. Eastern Europe roundabout. All right. All right. Cold, kind it of is. dark place, from what I've seen. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, like uh, War Dogs, that Jonah Hill movie, where he goes to fucking one of them places and uh i don't know like a, a former soviet union country and then he like it's all cold and kind of grimy i guess there 
Like, I, bro, I don't know anything about that area. Bro. <laughs> no, we're about to find out, though. Yeah. We, uh, for, what it, what we wanted to do, um, first off, what we wanted to do is I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference in cultures between our two little countries here. Because here in America, me and Kevin get to experience uh, an interesting culture. A lot of people love America for the culture itself, but it's kind of on a decline a little bit here in the recent years. And I was just kind of talking a little bit before the show. I... I myself don't don't go too crazy out of my way to talk to people. I feel like everyone's a little bit more aggressive nowadays. Everyone's out for themselves. We're not too united on really any front. And um, they, everybody just knows if I get involved, I might be liable for something. And no one wants to be liable for someone else. Like it, it, if someone did this, I don't know if you just seen it, Kev. The, that dude that executed the guy in broad daylight. Like took, mm-hmm. took like a minute and a half to load his gun, and everybody just watched him, and then just well, pop. Yeah, like, it's the same thing as the um, <clears throat> that chick who was getting raped on the bus, and everyone was yeah just, just standing filming. there watching. Yeah, it just no one knows the situation, so they feel like they can't jump in. Or if I jump in and shoot this guy with the gun, they we genuinely believe that someone might someone from the government, the court, like we will not win in court. And now I've just put myself in a bad situation and now no one's safe around here because no one's willing to protect each other. So that's just kind of where we're at here in America, man. How you feel over there? (laughs) That sounds fucking crazy. Well, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned here in Minsk, there's literally, well, I can't say there's no crime, but it's it's just mild. Like, um, it's for the most part impossible to get a gun. If you're not a, a hunter or a police officer, so there's no shootings, uh, there's no fucking stabbings. Uh, so it's just like the uh, minor things in life. So the most scary thing, well, the scariest thing you could get is just like a, a group of uh, alcoholics, like in the middle of overnight. And uh, <laughs> most of the time, they yeah. wouldn't give a fuck. So you'll just like go go home and like drink some 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 tea. <laughs> but there can be like punks, like uh, li- little kids that could try to act like a like some badass dudes. But if you tell them to go fuck themselves, like really, uh, uh, but 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 mm, perseveringly, um, that's uh, what I wanted to uh, invent this word. Uh, they'll leave you alone, so you won't get into any trouble if you, even if you really want it. They just leave you alone, you said? Yeah, so if they see you are not a pushover, they won't risk it. Now, okay, because, like, I know here I can tell you exactly why we get that, you know, people not wanting to intervene right like the girl the person being shot no one doing anything or the girl being raped in the bus it's like it doesn't matter what happens like you could be the most correct you could be acting correctly within the law right but there's such a strong media influence over people in this country mm-hmm. it's that people don't want to intervene because they know that the media is going to come for them like do y'all have a real strong media apparatus like we do here? Mm, well, I can't say it is as strong. Um, but to be honest, there's 
not really much to uh, cover. I wanted to ask real quick, like, does the government run the news and the media where you are? Oh, we lost. Yeah. Uh, rogue. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, complaining about it with my neighbor. Wait, with your neighbor? You talk to your neighbors? Uh, well, I live in a dormitory, so yes, as a, I'm a student. Duh. <laughs> duh. Duh. Yeah, idiot. Idiot. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> where are you uh where are you going to school you're in college or something uh, yeah i'm in a university so minsk state linguistic university so yeah what you study in for studying for being a translator so languages are you so you started off copywriting right is that so that's what's kind of what you do now right uh yeah but i started out as a translator right right are you yeah. how'd you get into the copywriting space just real quick yeah. um so uh here here's the thing as we've uh, discussed uh the translation space is fucking horrendous uh it pays pennies and it's really hard to get even something decent so um I'm still working with a client that is more like in the marketing niche in a translation. So I decided to, oh, there's the cat, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, decided to like dig in more and like learn about copywriting, well, to uh, elevate my translation skills. And then I was like, yo, I'm so dumb. I could do copywriting and earn like 10 times more. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking yeah. th there's got to be a way. I mean, do French, French companies, is that, that's your native tongue, right? Speaking in French? Uh, yeah, it is as native as uh, English or Russian. So you speak all yeah. three. I do. And I speak some more languages, but not as well. All right. So that's Shit. badass. Um, how how did you learn all the languages? Because I've been thinking about learning a language. How did you start learning them? Or did you just you grew up around them? Or so uh, French and Russian they run in my family, so I just acquired them naturally. English I acquired it well technically naturally since we were like traveling all around the world, so I was forced to listen to it to watch cartoons in it. Um, for example, uh, as Italian and Spanish, well, basically like French, but yeah, dumber. I can understand <laughs> it and maybe like, like hold a basic conversation if I wanted to. Uh, now at a university, I'm learning German, so I can speak German like on a simple level. Also learned Chinese just because I was like an energetic freshman and wanted to be cool. Uh, it isn't that hard to be honest, but it's just like time consuming to memorize like all those like squiggly parts. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, big tip if you want to learn a language, just read and listen to it. Like, it's not that hard. Like, you don't need to be a genius to do it. It's just you need to grind it like 15 minutes a day, like for a year. And that's it. You can uh, understand it like to a basic level. Yeah, of course. Oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to start doing that. Start blocking off my day to just listen to whatever language. Because I was thinking about learning Russian. Thinking about learning French. I was thinking about learning... Well, I, I want to learn... <laughs> I want to learn something. Maybe I'll learn Polish because that's my my name, nationality, whatever. But, you should learn Arabic, dude. Oh, uh, how about new? Yeah. <laughs> what do you... What do you think in? When you're thinking, what language do you think in? Russian. Well, uh, because I talk it like most of the time. Uh, um, maybe okay, occasionally, like, well, some something French. Well, because it's the first language like I learned, I acquired. And what do they speak well, over there? Well, they speak French. <laughs> all right, all right. And, no, in Belarus, what do they speak? Oh. Sorry, I was being too uh, funny. <laughs> Russian. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm, I'm curious. I'm oh, curious. Yeah. okay. They speak Russian. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Belarusian. It's like technically the first language over there, but it's a really long and complicated story. So uh, most people here, like 99%, they speak Russian. But they can understand the other language, but they, yeah, yeah, you uh, get the idea. Because they were part of the Soviet Union, if y'all weren't tracking that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> mostly, what? yes. And then there's also the uh, historic notion that Belarus, it is like the West a western part of Russia, of the Russian Empire. So, and there's that, like a justification. Well, to be honest, like, nobody gives a shit. All right, hell not, yeah. Not over there. Over here, America's itching at, like, just itching, waiting to label it as Russia, just so that we could go attack y'all. <laughs> Swear to God, bro. Well, be my guest. Okay. <laughs> Is there more sure. support for Russia or the Ukraine in Belarus? Uh, Russia, well, because, to be honest, uh, this will get, like, highly politicized, and, uh, and I wouldn't really want to talk about it on a podcast, because I will be labeled a, a Putin shill and a Kremlin bot. Ah, okay, see... Okay, so they do they do a little bit of bullying over there. That's the same the thing that same happens here. No, I'm uh, talking about the audience. Oh, oh no, they don't give a shit. <laughs> if you uh, if you let's say you voted for, I mean, I'll tell them right now. I like Russia over Ukraine. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah bro. I don't believe okay. a, I don't believe a single thing Ukraine is doing, and I don't think the U.S. should be a part of it at all. And I think they have, I think they have stretched their narrative so that they could get a part of Russia and get something going. I don't know why they wanted to do that. I don't know what Ukraine wanted to do that for. 
I don't know why Ukraine thinks it's a good idea to go against Russia for some reason. I don't know. But I just think for some reason on because I think on like a humanity level, I'm not thinking we're against Russia. Let's fight them. I'm thinking we're all just one group of humans and we should be working together to figure something out. So I, I just don't believe in what's going on over there right now. And I think it's unfair to Russia, if I'm being honest. Uh, it is unfair, yes. Uh, it is also uh, unfair to those who were affected. It is unfair yeah. to those who, who, who died. Although the, the dead, they don't give, well, they don't give a shit because they are, they are dead, sadly. Uh, but um, any reasonable per person with, well, three working brain cells, they can understand like what's up by uh, analyzing the uh, headlines in the press, by analyzing uh, what the uh, talking heads say, and by analyzing where the money is being allocated. So as we were talking with Kev, the uh, East Palestine thing, no, nobody gives a shit. Uh, the American government doesn't really want to uh, support the uh, people in uh, Ohio that are being like gassed to death and whose lives will be ruined for I, I don't know like for the next uh, 50 years minimum. So easily, yeah. So count no. Like, that's the annoying. That's the thing, though, is our whole media apparatus. Like, if I only watch the news here, I would think that Russia invaded Ukraine because it's just some evil country that has this bloodlust that it must satisfy. Yeah, and we ride bass and drink vodka. <laughs> yeah, like, just because y'all feel like invading. It's like, okay, you mean to tell me that if china were to try and put a base in mexico or iran put one in canada the cuban no. missile crisis like we would not sit idly by and let that happen so to act like if russia does the exact same thing that we would do and they're just evil that's such like a fucking hypocritical thing to say when also is so oversimplified and uh, spun out of context because well, to be honest, you can say that, oh, it's attacked first. Well, out of context, but when you peel it all back, like 10 years, 20 years, then you get the whole context. Yeah. So, yeah. And the news cycle's only 24 hours, so no one thinks about even four hours, or four days earlier. Everyone thinks about what's happening right now. It's, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, what were we saying earlier, though? You cut out the uh, media. How's th there's no bad news over there? What were you saying about like this? Um, um, well, it is well, the bad news are not portrayed as vastly. So, we well, I, I personally and the people around me, we don't get to know like every shooting, every stabbing every like drunk fighting that is happening so well a because it doesn't happen that often it is like super rare 
especially in the countryside, uh, hold that, that, that thought and be. Well, because the only thing in the media now is the patriotic thing. Well, to be honest, as an outsider of both systems, uh, on the one hand, it is good that people, well, they would want to be more patriotic for their own country. Well, because in a way, like, it is good that you love your own country, yada, 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 yada. But on the other side, it, it looks cringe. Well, how we do it. Right, yeah, that's so, no, it's When I joined the military, the word patriot, like patriot, just meant a whole different, a whole different thing, like a completely different definition of patriotism. When I jo from when I joined to now, like it's. What do you mean? What, when I when I joined, I was like, I love America, I love everything we stand for, and I I will die for this country. I have no problem dying for this country. And now, I just think patriotism. Patriotism is a way to pin nations against each other. It's it's not necessarily to... Ex we should all, like I said, we should all be proud of being humans together. It shouldn't be, I'm American, I feel so proud to be an American to where I am willing to go to Iraq for the Americans and blow up Iraq for... And I, I have no reason why. I, I, I have, Me personally, I got no reason to be over in Iraq. <laughs> so my patriotism led me to go fight for the country and my country isn't my country isn't doing this for all of humanity my country's doing it for the country you know does but that make it, sense it's because it's not like really patriotism i don't think i think it's the country that you have to be patriotic towards that's the issue like if america didn't get involved in the rest of the world shit and focus on our own citizens like you wouldn't have a problem being patriotic well, so as I see it, as I'll repeat it, like as much time uh, as I need it, as I need, <clears throat> um, I would truly wish to be a patriot of any country, like for example, a patriot of France. But the problem is, there's no country left. So that's a problem of every right wing uh person in uh, France like my father's that recently I went to the embassy here in in Minsk the ambassador feel, feels exactly the same way everyone there thinks the exact same way and feels it there's no country left like there's no story left there's no values left so it is only like part of an, another thing that doesn't give a fuck about yeah, it's, its own heritage. Yeah, it's like another, you're just getting associated with another group of people. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's my thought. Like, you can't have a country if you don't have any sense of patriotism or nationalism, you know? Like, if people just don't give a shit about your the country they live in, and there's no culture or values that they can take pride and identify with, like, they're not going to, you're not going to have a country for very long. Right. And that's what we're running against right now is we ended up weeding out what we were built on, religion, and now we weeded it out and now we have we're we're built on nothing now. Like we've, you know, we've stagnated like, as a culture. Yeah, we we have nothing to 
come together on. We, we all we all used to share the same values and it was good because everybody was on the same page and we, we would be able to talk about those values and share them together. But now since we have divided it and it's now got the narrative that religion is just a cult because however we got there, we're here now. <laughs> and, and now there's there's no culture behind what we're fighting for. There's no purpose behind what we're fighting for. Well, as I see it, um, patriotism and religion are both tools. That's the first thing. The uh, second thing, well, some are thoughts about uh, America as a nation. Well, as a nation, it died the uh, day that the uh, immigrants from uh, England sailed there and killed basically like nine, 99% per, well, percent of the indigenous people. So uh, what is America as a country? It is a big debate and a mystery, to be honest. But now, look, looking at it like uh, culturally, well, there's nothing left, as you've all said. So, even though a country doesn't need to be founded on the terms of religion, it uh, can be can be founded on well, just a simple notion or a simple wish, even. And um, and what we know as we. United States, it, it was, maybe I'm wrong, I'm not the most uh, historically accurate person, well, knowledgeable. Uh, it was founded on on just uh, personal freedom, in, right. in, in a way, because like the immigrants, they sailed away from a system that didn't get them what they wanted, and they built themselves. But then, everything has a limit, and so now it is just like 51 states that are operated by a central government that is operated by who knows what. And yeah. to be honest, I don't really want to go into that rabbit no. <laughs> hole because it, it will be a mess. Yeah, we, we'll be, we couldn't air it on YouTube anyway. We, yeah, we'll be there yeah. all day too. Yeah, so let's shift the uh, focus on that, on the media here. So my first argument was that nothing really happens here. And what I mean, that I remember very vividly how a tragedy happened in a rural city where I partially well, not that I grew up, well, I lived there for some time, so the, the gist is, uh, there was a car full of drunk people, they were driving in the night, like, pedal to the gas, they uh, didn't see a uh, tractor with some equipment behind it, and they crashed, and everybody died, and it was such a huge shock. Well, to the community there, because nothing happens like 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 that in literally years. So it was like kind like kind of sad because the teachers were talking about it, 
uh, the administration was talking about it. And I don't know. It wasn't like really pleasant, although it wasn't like groundbreaking or uh, terrifying or or shocking. It was just like a a mundane thing, like objective, objectively, because there are like millions of car accidents all over the world. But here. <clears throat> What do they talk about usually then if it's not like bad stuff? Like if I turn on the news right now, what am I going to see? You know what I mean? No, no idea because I don't watch them. <laughs> I stopped doing that like 10 years ago. So no idea. Well, shit. Because it, like over here, it's like they uh, purposely find the negative things to, to airs. So, well, and if you don't have any negatives, that's what I said when you cut out, actually, when you left or your notebook crashed, whatever. <laughs> so it, it's if you're not having any crime, if you don't have any crime, what are you going to air? Because that's like 95 percent of the news here. Well, truth be told, and that's like a common truth. It is like the most basic trick in the in the playbook to just show all the bad stuff because in a way i had a, an opinion that bad stuff makes us feel more not like realistic but more aware of our surroundings and makes us more alert well that's routed well like primarily in uh, our brains but now i see it more as doom scrolling because in a way well you can't say anything but yes it is truth be told addicting like i did a small experiment and i well watched some news on uh, some telegram channels and it was addicting because i was like what will happen next? Like, it's so interesting. But that, I reminded myself that it does fucking matter because it, uh, it, it does not affect me like in uh, any way. Yeah, see, I think, I think right now, I don't know if it's because the government has instilled a fear in the people, but I personally, I had to, I, I stopped watching the news. She probably like, three years, four years ago. And then now I have jumped back on it, honestly, because of my fear for another world war. And when or if that happens, I want to be able to tell my kids what happened in my terms, not what the media says, not all, all that bullshit. I want to be able to siphon it out so that I will be able to describe. Because it seems like what's happening right now in the world is a major world event and I want to be able to tell my kids about it instead of them having to read the history book that the government is going to give them. But I was even, um, well, go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, you go ahead. Please. <clears throat> but I was on, on the topic of fear. I was just finishing my book today and they were saying during the flu epidemic in, it was in 1920 here in America, 
the president went to the journalist and said, look, you guys have to stop airing and talking about this flu epidemic because the fear of ill health, just the fear of ill health declines everybody in performance, declines the whole community. So back a hundred years ago, he was like, look, we can't, we can't be airing everything about the flu because if we do, if we just stop talking about it, it'll go away and we'll, we'll just deal with it then. If you're, you're scaring everybody thinking they're about to get the flu and they're going to get the flu. It's just, the, just the, how the mind works. It's a fear of mental or it's the fear of illness. So it's just an interesting thing I wanted to add. My, yeah. You know. And now you have the complete opposite of that with coronavirus. Well, I don't know if there's a way to stop that that's what the whole twitter thing's about i i honestly don't know if there would have been a way to be like look we can't talk about this shit anymore you know like after three months of covid what could have we really done to said look we can't keep talking about this because everybody's scared of their own health like could we have went to twitter instagram facebook and said look shut it down because that's what they tried to do anyway is put the little learn about more covid here you know yeah, that's what i'm saying it's like when you realize you can't really do anything about it like what is the point of keeping people afraid to that level? Right. Um, well, the uh, the answer it, it is just so simple. Well, fear equals control. Yep. That's it. There's nothing more about it. Well, to it. Was it f like fearful over there? Like, were you guys like scared the first couple? I'd say like the first no. month or two over here, we were we were kind of scared. Like everyone was serious about it, no? Interesting. No, nothing ha will happen because, well, for the first month, there, there were only like new new pieces about that it broke out and and it's spreading. But there were no cases here. Then there were news that first cases were were here. Then that it was like more serious and we were just told to go home and learn well well learn on online and that's it so there was nothing crazy oh it's like go do your own research don't depend on our media no um study online uh in the context of my university studies but, like, oh, okay. was there, like, mass mandates and all this crazy shit over there? No, no. Wow. Shit, dude, I wish. Uh, it yeah. was, like, recommended, but it was not forced. Now, so. Interesting yeah, cause, stuff. Because here it's, like, the opposite. It's, like, this, it's all state-based, right? So, like, in Tennessee and Florida, they really didn't care. But, like, you go to Colorado or California, and it's, like, you don't wear a mask and you're, you know the worst person on earth yeah it's like it's like the easiest way to pin people against each other because we're in state governments too separate from the federal <laughs> it's like everybody it's... can fight each other now just state to state they're gonna end up their own countries now like every state's gonna be their own country <laughs> It's so obvious too. Like when you go to the grocery store, it's like you know, bro, who agrees with you and who doesn't, like instantly. Yeah, that's what I think. That's the biggest, like, what they tried to do is just diversify us. But if you didn't have the media like that, how could you get that done? And just sucks that the propaganda, the the tools that the propaganda machine has now compared to back then, 
<clears throat> we just can't keep up with it seems like so it's just harder to get the truth out well look at it like this too is if the fight was unwinnable they wouldn't need propaganda mm. meaning meaning yeah. if we were so easy to control that we, if we were easy to control they wouldn't need the propaganda it wouldn't be necessary because they could yeah. just lie to us so Wow. Well, Shit, but yeah, uh, Ilion, how was uh, yeah, how was school growing up? How about like the culture oh, in the school cool, growing yeah. up? Uh, well, most school, well, most of the time I was was supposed to go to school. I didn't go because I traveled a lot, so it was distant based. So. Uh, okay. I got like emails, like some uh, books, some answer sheets. So I studied, did tests, and sent that back, and got grades. So uh, the first ever time I went to to proper school, it was like Boy. like seventh grade. Mm. Yeah, and the impact was uh, Im Im immediate. So I started cursing like like a naughty boy, like after a week. <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude. Um, to be honest, um, school was boring. School was boring. Um, and there's one thing I'm obliged to say, because there's a lot of misunderstanding, especially on uh, Twitter. Um. Well, there's a uh, movement, well, a so a so-called movement in uh, my head of uh, people that are bashing school, and that wants did well learning, uh, well from home. So, uh, how do you call it? Like ho homeschooling, homeschooling, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You don't like homeschooling, um, or like you don't agree um, with? It? it is good. It is more efficient, but. There's fattest but I, I could ever say on, on this podcast is that the primary function of school is not teaching. Okay, agreed. The primary function of school is socializing. As in kindergarten, as in school, as in university. Because those in institutions, they teach kids how to interact with other kids so they teach them how they should act in adulthood and they give a base of knowledge so that kids know knows where minsk is and what belarus is uh, Shit, like, tell me where nashville is in tennessee bro <laughs> come on uh, i know that there's Nashville chicken, and that is it, it is good. There you go. Yeah. So. Respect. Okay. So why yeah. do you uh, yeah. why do you travel so much? You keep talking about how you traveled. Uh well, ask my parents. All well, right. it was that. No, hold. On. I gotta. Bad, I gotta man. ask you though, real quick, sure. about the homeschooling thing. Is where I disagree with you is I don't think school is meant to socialize you. I think school is meant to get kids to be controlled and to get used to the fact that 
you know, they're only really regurgitating things, not thinking for themselves. And there's this authority figure in the classroom. They're going to be working eight hours, you know. Well, you are, I, I can see where you're going from. And I even have an uh, argument for, for that. And that argument being that, if I remember correctly, it is Thomas Ford, like the Ford that revolutionized uh, the industrial co well complex. He was the main contributor to the U.S. school system, if I remember correctly. So maybe the viewers will have to research that and uh, give some more details, but that explains a lot. <laughs> like, so, it's, yeah. like it's industrializing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not designed yeah. to make each kid excel to their highest level. It's designed to get a base kid that is smart enough to read and take direction, but... And uh, smart enough to work in, in a factory. Yeah, exactly. Ford. Um, I can see your anger, but let's look the other way around as a government as an institution what do you need your citizens to do you must have a labor force and school is a great way well school and other in institutions are a great way to form a uh, working man so there's nothing wrong with with that what though... just to produce workers though well it was, if you think about it, in a society, it was always like that. There's the uh, peasants and there's the people that uh, control the uh, government. So, yeah. That's, so yeah. what, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like the government is running these schools to produce workers. Right? Well, I agree. I uh, do agree. And that doesn't in any way contradict what I was saying because you can't have like a functioning factory if uh, the workers can't be like social and hold like basic bonds well but so yeah I'm thinking there's no what's the other way to get people to want to go work in a factory how do you create a labor force other than school so I, 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 I gun to them. Yeah, you know, um, like, what'd you say? Money. Yeah, exactly. And they're not going to pay some monkey who just works on the assembly line any money. So it's, um, you can create, you can create much, those much monkeys. Yeah, they bring them in from fucking Mexico, dude. That's all bring, they do now. Bring them in from school. Cheap labor. No, it's yeah. like, you. that's, I don't want my kid to just grow up to be like a tool of the machine like that. Like. Well, nobody w wants it, Kev, so that's well, that... uh, justifiable. Okay, but like, hmm, how am I supposed to say this? It's like, as a state running the country, you need to have workers, right? Indeed. And I don't think the correct way to do that is by just starting them young and indoctrinating them early so that that's all they know how to do. It's like the bad, like the worst way to go about doing that. 
Um, I think it's the only way because um, now I will be speaking as a uh, professional because in, at a university I am also being taught how to give classes and how to teach pe people. So I know like a uh, thing or two. Uh, the younger the person, the deeper the impression is from any experience. So the younger they get to, uh, well, be, uh, as you call it, indoctrinated, while the uh, better it is, well, for the uh, person that uh, benefits from it. And I must say that for full transparency, uh, it is not the primary function of education as a whole. Well, to indoc indoctrinate. The primary function of uh, education, it is not learning, it is uh, teaching a young person good values. It is to uh, teach them how the world functions and to understand that themselves as a member of a society and oh. being creative. Oh, also, that, that is a uh, big point because um, there's a good pyramid of, um, how can you call it, of um, actions that make you learn the uh, fastest and on top of that, there's highly co cognitive work, which paraphrased can be the, the, the same as a saying being creative. So, um, for example, when learning a uh, language or any other topic, the typically the last exercise for a unit or for a concept is to use your creativity to make something new. And that's why it sticks to the most, because you're using a, a base of knowledge, things that you already know, and you spin it by using your creativity and abstract thinking and completing a task in a fun, engaging and creative way. So would you say it's fair for me to say, though, that um, because the U.S. is failing in every regard for schooling, so kids are coming out of high school dumber, less creative, less motivated and outright worse in every regard, that I could see that and say, oh, you know, I actually think that the school system is failing these kids and I refuse to be a part of it. They're not they're um, not satisfying the primary needs or objection or what that called. They're not educating them, you know. Like they're not doing the primary things that education is supposed to provide. Um I can say that the institutions are not doing what they're supposed to, to do, but I can't speak for the education system of the country I'm not familiar with. <laughs> oh, so okay. yeah, I can't 
I can't uh, make assumptions. It's bad, dude. Like kids are getting into <laughs> like high school where they're like, you know, 13 to or like 15, 18, 17. Like they can't read. A lot of them. Like they're, uh, they don't... Marissa's training a girl right now. My girlfriend works at a hair salon as a receptionist. So you can imagine how simple the job could be. <clears throat> she came home the other day and said to the woman she's training, all right, the change is $3.50. And the receptionist okay. goes into the drawer, grabs $3, grabs a quarter, looks up at Marissa, <laughs> looks, and then asks Marissa how much the quarter's worth. Marissa's like, you need to get, you need two quarters. Because two two quarters is fifty cents, one quarter is twenty five twenty five cents. And this girl's sixteen and doesn't know how much a quarter is. Dude, I saw a fucking TikTok yesterday. It was like this dude asking Americans questions. Like ask this one chick, he's like, What's the biggest city in the world? This chick goes, Europe. Like Okay, yeah. No. <laughs> Clearly well, she's not to be yeah. fair. To be fair. It is also a question of how does she define a city? What? Uh, it what? is <laughs> a problem of a definition. You're kidding me. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Dude, I'm fucking... I'm, I'm, no, that was, that was good, bro. No, yeah. You, you had me see. for a second, bro. You had me for a second. I was like, there's no I way. Know, He's been intelligent this whole podcast. There's no way he just flipped the switch on my ass right now. Does it identify <laughs> nah, as a nah. city? Yeah, my <laughs> What? What is her wow. definition? So, well, that... uh, uh, so answering your question, Kev, the only thing that I can state from what I know and from comparing, well, two set two systems, the uh, Russian one or even the Soviet one, which is deemed by the lovers as one of the most powerful that was made, the American one as far as, as I know, gives too much liberty to kids. So they can choose their own subjects, what they should do, should not do, should include and should not. And on the one hand, it is good because you give liberty. But on the other hand, uh, as Bob said, people can't like Shit. Russians took his wife. Yeah, bro. That's what's happening. Is the uh, energy's low over there? They got yeah. no. They got no energy over there. Elon Musk got to go get them Starlink. Yeah, or something. yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff. I wanted to ask a little bit about the LGBTQ stuff. Just to see if like transgender is a big thing over there. Yeah. Just because I'm kind of like, curious. We don't. That's almost replaced religion in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a religious entity if you think about it. Like you got yeah. people who you can't curse. Like you can't. They got, yeah, they got their blasphemy. own. They got their own reality. Their own tenets. Yeah. And I was yeah. going to say that like the patriotism thing. Like, like that word can mean two completely different things because we're so opposed to each other right now. Like. We would think patriotism as not going over to the Ukraine and spending that money on Americans. But ah. 
people in the left would say, oh, the patriotic thing to do would be, of course, to stop Russia. At all yeah. Times. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why patriotism is just a tool to use to pin people against other nations. If you just said, hey, why are you not proud to be a human? How do you pin a human against another human? They would find something. Dude. You can't have a country. But... You can't have a country with no sense of nationalism. I don't know. I feel. Like, I mean, hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how to do that on a mass scale, but I don't think. I think that's impossible. You have a bunch of countries that are strong. That's how you do it. Yeah, not trying to fight each other. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Is fight each. Like, they don't fight each other because everyone has some fucking strength, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then that's what I'm saying. It's like patri patriotism. Patriotism doesn't mean I is love my country and I'm entitled to your shit. You know what I'm saying? what it patriotism doesn't mean if if we are each had our own country right i'm a patriotic one that doesn't mean that i'm more inclined to take your shit or invade or anything it just means i like my own place yeah and then when someone says look we don't like that place you're not going to have a whole country saying that they're going to say we don't like our own place and they're going to have our own civil war hmm you're stronger together if you have a sense of nationalism, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Well, I disagree, if you can hear me. Yeah, oh, yeah we got you. We got you. That's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, my laptop decided to pull a prank, so now I'm my iPhone. It's just a social so, prank. Uh, <laughs> just, just a prank, bro. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, the most important thing in a community, it is not really nationalism, it is more of unity. And I wanted to make a clear distinction because nationalism, it still divides you by something abstract. Well, like your nation, since we will the word nationalism. While unity, you just need to have a, a common goal or a common problem. How are um, you going to get that unity without nationalism? What are you going to unify um, around? Well, there are places where I've been, for example, that have three separate religions, three separate nations, well, not nations, but eth ethnos, and still they are united. So uh, on, on, on what? Like like three religions in their own country? No. Okay, so what how what's uniting them? That I do not know, but they are yeah. united. Yeah, that's they that's are. how I could see where Kevin comes in and the nationality is what unites them. So I look yeah, yes. we got four different religions, but we are all from America. But then, Kevin, that's what I'm saying is you could take it to the next level and say, yes, I agree. We have some different views. We have different religions, but we are all human. And I understand oh. that. That would never have that. That would work in a perfect world, bro. That's like anarchism. It would work if no one committed crimes like yours would work if people had that belief themselves. But people don't have that like pl almost planetary kind of perspective on who we are. Because we're in our own nation, worried about our own nation. 
No bullshit, Trevor. You know as well as I do, you could dissolve every national border on Earth, and people would not unify as a country. That would only happen if like aliens came here or something. Though. Well, I think I have the answer for this, and that answer would be um. Hell yeah! Cook it up, bro. Shit. Uh, would be firstly that people are egoistic at at core, and it's perfectly fine. Then that they tend to uh, uh, want to find people that look like them and speak li like them, have common in interests. So slowly you are having like small commun communities. And I don't know why, but still it is biologically like driven that I know for sure there's a very strong sense of there's we and there's the enemy there's us and there's them so argue if, if you wish but that is like basic shit like basic psychology yeah that's yeah. why and... there can never be no no country world because people are just like like i'm a big believer in like just leave me the hell alone right but like that's the problem you see here is that people that have that mentality don't realize other people will always want to take their shit yeah it's like human nature to want to take other people's stuff so like having a country where people actually believe in it is a great way to keep those people safe because it says you mess with one of us you mess with all of us What are you yeah. thinking, Trevi? Like, we thinking you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Uh, it's not what's happening right now in our nation. What do you mean? Maybe it's because the unity. But if you mess with one of us here in America, no one gives a shit. That's yeah. Well, because so, we don't have a nationalism here. Or I'm sorry, to cut you off, bro. No, we. Not right now. I mean, we have. That's the thing. Is like right now we don't have enough patriots. I guess you could say we don't have enough people that believe in the American government right now or believe yeah. in America right now. We don't have one thing to unite. So what people have done is they've formed individual groups, and that's where you'll find the. If you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, right? I'll give you an example. Go to the most liberal town in Colorado, Boulder, right? And put on your Trump hat and say, oh, you hate gay people, right? And punch one of them. They're all going to fucking jump you, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. People just find commonalities and make their own communities where the national pride does not exist. They're not looking oh. at it as American on American violence. It's your side versus my side. The sides are just smaller. I would want to add also uh, that it is also the oldest trick in the book. Uh, it is called Divide and Conquer. So that's literally what is happening. So you take some, well, some shit that does not matter and you make it like a cornerstone for people to be divided. Yeah. 
And those people, like, they argue on this stupid shit, and they don't notice the bigger picture. So that's uh, literally, like, the most basic place. Yeah. Elian, if you were to start a country on your own, if you were to start a country on your own, uh, what would you found it on? America's liberty. I like the I like the idea of freedom. I would probably found my my country on freedom, but that's hard to deal with. What do you think? Shit. Like your your what would your people unite over? Mm. Well, that's a good question. Well, what's that? Um, I'm kind of sleepy, so I can't get any great ideas out of my head. That's fair. So I'll like with some monkey shit. So truth be told, um, as any other person, I'm kind of selfish. Uh, I'm not a hypocrite. So I can say it like out loud and not and not be ashamed. Um, maybe if I'm in a mood of being like a romantic guy that like a high ideal, I could like find something I really like, like honesty, love, or some other shit, and use it as a as a basis for a, a, a country. But now I'm more realistic. So I'll just say it is those who share my my, my blood, so my kids, their, their kids, and etc. So people that I would genuinely care about, because if you if you think about it, back then, like fifty thousand years ago, uh, we had tribes. We had no countries, and tribes were founded on what? On blood and yeah. on bloodline, so like it's literally like go back to monkey, and, and that's it. Yeah. What yeah, about it's... you, Trevor? I like that. I like that. That's a good answer, actually. Um, I don't know. Probably, I'd want my underlying principle to be. Probably discipline. Try to like found a country on on the fact that if you're disciplined, you win. So if if my from starting from a young age, you just become a it's kind of like a culture, I guess. Like uh, Russians are very disciplined. Uh, that's kind of like over here. That's what we think is what's Dagestan Dagestanis extremely oh. disciplined. Oh yeah, something like that, like a meritocracy thing. Like your success is determined by how much you work, or like how, yeah, how like discipline and, and good faith. You know, I don't know if I would Shit, include I it in a religion. Would you? Would you find it on a religion? Would you? Do you think religion is more of a uniting thing or a? a that would uh, be the separate. first thing I'd fucking do. Right? Yeah. No, like for me, I found it on Christianity. Like you can take. Uh, you can take our founding fathers here. It's like, okay, they didn't, they almost prevented us from having a national religion, right? 
but can the, those American values work without that, without the values Christianity teaches? Yeah. And, and, and that, I, go ahead. Yeah, I think the answer is a fucking fat no. Well, would that be something you're trying to shoot for? Is trying to find something where you got your own principles and a religion, or would you rather intertwine them together? Because now, if you I'd, fall out of religion, you fall out of your principles. Where do you derive your principles from, if not religion? I think just because I think religion teaches you a sense of principle that is so much better than anything you can come up any with. other thing. Yeah, because it's so like the perspective on it, it like the value for life, for example, it's like if you don't have any religious part, how do you put a value on a human life? Like how it, it's almost anything, but it's just a meat bag pretty much. There's nothing special about it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. How you feel, Elian? So, uh, if you're willing to talk about religion. <clears throat> yeah, I can, sure. Um, well, my thoughts on it is that it is a tool. as many other things, and here's why. It was a tool, and it was, or still is, a very good tool for several reasons. And the first one, it was a moral compass. Because it could give people that, well, let's assume for the sake of the argument that they were savages that liked cutting like incest, like stealing and some other shit. And with the help of religion, you, you would definitely get rid of that in literally like one generation. Then, if you, for for example, take Judaism, I, I believe it's in Ju English. Yeah, Judaism. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about the kosher food. So, you don't eat this, you, do, you don't eat that, with specific conditions. And it's, and it's there for a very specific re reason, because back in those days, it was like a health guideline. So you would know that if you do this, you won't die from any, any disease or infection. Yeah. So that's my thought. And you plus, said, is that how you say it in English, Judaism? How do you say it in other languages? Is it not a proper noun? Like, do you not? Hmm, well, it's because uh, I had some fun. Because in Russian, it's Iudeisko. In French, it's... I don't even remember it. So... <laughs> That's why you needed the help. <laughs> Way more Muslims in France, bro. <clears throat> yeah. No, that's, that's just interesting stuff. Well, we're rounding around, uh, around about an hour here, hour 10. Yes. You got anything else, man? What do you, uh... Hey, let's talk about uh your copywriting. What's your like? You're looking for a business in the future. What are you looking to do in the future? You got any big moves made being made? Big moves? Uh, well, I'm thinking of doing that more seriously when I have more time because now, sadly, I don't really have time to put all my energy into it and go ham on uh, 
scraping leads, getting prospects, qualifying them, and all that jazz. So yeah, I I have some high high hopes for that. Um, I've started doing it in November of uh, that year. Um, for having done that, like what, like four months. Well, judging from the feedback from other colleagues, uh, I have a good eye and I can write shit well. And that gives me hope that I won't say as long as other people did to start their business from scratch. And uh, definitely, as you said the word business, I'd like to do, well, I'd like to work for myself because, to be honest, working for someone else, well, it, it's, it's not that it is bad, it is good, like nine to five, well, this is a very unpopular opinion that I've recently like read and I can't agree. They are good for two reasons. The pay is consistent and most of the time you can find a nine to five that is not cognitively taxating. Yeah. So you you can just like sit on a chair and do your own stuff while if you have a business, you need to grind and you can easily burn out. So how do you avoid burnout? Real quick, how do you avoid burnout? Have you ran into a burnout situation? Because me and Kevin, we were in the military, um, and it was all too common after about a year being in the military, you're burned out. <laughs> yeah. Around about, around about two years, I would say, is when everyone's like, all right. It's just Sucks. getting old, yeah. Would, have you ever ran into like a burnout where you're just done? Like, I need to take a break. And how do you deal with it? I mean, that's it. Uh, it was because, well, that's more of uh, the personality thing, but I really like to get deep and do shit well. So, okay. not uh, slacking out. And that's the big problem. Uh, because I do that like one week weeks I put all my energy into it while not resting while putting my private life on the back burner and I get stressed I can get insomnia I can get very irritated with minor things and and other stuff so that's why now I I prioritize also my private life and I'm trying to find like a good balance. Well, a good ratio of doing things and being effective. So a quick example, like since you are some Twitter boys, I schedule my suite like 20 minutes like on a a Saturday evening, so I get them all for the week ahead, so I don't need to uh, waste my time doing that. 
now or I'm getting into the habit of not checking my notifications. Not 20, checking? Well, yeah, because I can see like, oh, I have one notification. I'm so interested. What that, what that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I, I, man, I'm horrible at checking my notifications now. I have to get better though, because now we're starting a business and people are calling me and answering or asking questions and shit. And I just got out of the let me check every notification I get. You know, now, now I'm yeah. chasing the dopamine, but it's different now because I got money on the other line. Like I'm not chasing a Twitter thread. I'm chasing yeah. a sales call. You know, it's they're it's, different notifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, burnout, yeah. burnout's real, man. I was actually struggling with that actually um, last night. I wanted, really? I wanted to just finish the webs. I was just so willing to stay up all night and finish. I had a laundry list of shit I could have done last night. I could have just stayed up all night and just finished it, and would have been good. But on the back end, what would that be good to have a website created a day before I could have done it, and? completely destroy my sleep schedule my internal clock my eating habit like it would completely reset everything if i stayed up too long and messed up my routine you know like it's just yeah. i found a routine i'm sticking to that routine and if i if i can't get the work done i just can't get the work done but i know during my work hours that i am absolutely grinding away like however many hours it is i am grinding away and i know that if i have the ability to do it and the time to do it i will so it's a it's a better feeling. It's not that uh, like when I get off of work, I'm still freaking out about work and shit, you know. Well, and also like two problems I'm having is that I have my studies, <clears throat> and they take a lot of time. Even though I'm I've started like slacking off, e even like attending classes, that takes like literally half half of my day wish I could have spent on learning something new, like building a weed magnet, like networking and uh, other stuff. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm in high, or I'm in a online college because the military pays me to go. And it's just the mindset switching pretty much. Like if I wake up in the morning, I have to do homework. It's harder for me to get into my job mentality after the homework. You know, I feel like I'm done for the day because I finished my college or some shit like that. You know, it's just a lot harder to transition. And about the mentality, that's the second thing. Sometimes, and this pisses me off, uh, it is really hard to um, wind down after work, well, after well, doing well, some work-related stuff and go quiet, well, quiet and do my personal stuff because yeah. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still stressed. And that's a big problem. Well, I'm sure I'll, I'll fix it. Well, starting from next week because this week I have personal stuff to attend to which could be uh, exciting but yeah I need to get my shit done and like find a good balance
because I also need to uh, attend to my newsletter. By the way, sub to my newsletter. Down below. Yeah, down down below I talk about my journey, my experience. Uh, and uh, I hope I impressed you, the viewers, with my um, four working brain cells. So I try to activate them uh, as much as possible in my emails. And yeah, that's a shameless plug. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And even that, like write, like writing an uh, email, that takes like maybe like thirty minutes. But in order to get into that mindset, I need to like maybe spend like an hour, like calming myself down, like saying like, okay, let's not pro procrastinate. Like let's get this shit done. You meditate. Yeah. What do you do for meditation? Mm, that's a good question because I try meditating like consciously so that that means like okay now I'll meditate like for 10 minutes uh, I learned how to do it I saw the benefits but now I don't do it because I don't see the utility so the only thing that I'm doing now is winding down when I'm going to sleep. So I'm using a, te a technique that was popularized in the US Army. So the gist is you lay down flat, you relax your limbs like one at a time, you control your breathing, and you visualize like something calm and pleasant like for me i find it good to imagine myself like in a small boat in the middle of the lake and so i just uh, off my my thoughts and wind down i think and i actually also, do oh go ahead. go ahead by the way if you have problems with uh, sleeping I highly, highly recommend, I endorse even, guided meditations. They are good because, well, that is a form of hypnosis. So you listen to the voice, you lose your conscious side, and then you literally like, go to sleep without noticing it. Yeah, have you... Do you know Andrew Huberman? Have you used his little video? Uh, Huberman guy, yeah. Uh, I he's saw got, him uh, my recommenders. Yeah, he's got, uh, it's it's called NSDR, not sleep, deep rest. And that's, he talks about the, uh, the Navy. The Navy uses it somehow. And the U.S. Navy. And it's about an eight-minute video. Another one I'll leave in the bottom. It's an eight-minute video going from limb to limb, taking a deep breath, trying to focus on exactly what your toes are touching and feeling, exactly what your calves or shins are touching and feeling. And you just try to focus exactly like if my hand was just right here, I would focus on the air flowing through my hands. And then yeah, taking uh, deep breaths. Yeah. Another, 
another aspect is actually like feeling your limbs like relaxing yeah and like going numb yeah so that helps with muscle stiffness uh well if your muscles are rigid and stiff it is substantially harder to fall asleep well because your body isn't ready for for it and this exercise that i've referred to it helps it uh, definitely does yeah good stuff well if you got nothing else i think that's about it me and kevin both gotta go here so and me i shall go to sleep finally yeah man get you some rest man but uh, if uh, anybody, we're going to leave all his information down at the bottom. We're looking to create a great community. That's what the podcast is for. Found, looks like we found a fantastic student and a fantastic person to throw in here. Student because he's in college. I'm sorry if that sounded condescending. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just another person to add to the community. I met him in, a, met him in another community, and sure enough, we got it unbelievable hour and a half long conversation done so just surrounding ourselves with the right mindset and the right group of people that's something you want to do go ahead and jump in below and start a chat how you feeling over there kevin good i just really have to pee sorry for being quiet (laughs) all right well then everybody we'll catch you later Ilian. thanks again for coming on we'll uh send you the link when it's open or uploaded and yeah yeah, thanks everybody for watching um, uh, final thoughts. It was my first experience of, of being on a podcast, so uh, uh, pardon my uh, shyness, maybe at uh, some point. Then um, I'm slightly embarrassed with my laptop being a total du- dumbass, <laughs> making me uh, feel and, well, be perceived uh, a little bit annoyingly. No, I want to say that you are an incredible speaker. You put your thoughts into a sentence and then say it. You know how to talk. You take your deep breaths while you talk. You're just you're you're a good speaker. So it, it, I wouldn't have guessed it's your first time on a podcast. To be honest with you, you know how to speak well, man. Oh yeah. So uh, I'll be excited to uh, join you next time. Yeah. That will happen. Man, that will happen. With a microphone. <laughs> when you've blown up already. Bro, we'll start a GoFundMe. We'll throw that in the bottom Yo. too. <laughs> yeah. Fund a college broke ass a good microphone. Please. No, please. But, but all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Episode 29, baby. Have a good one.